Don't you just love free labor? <laughs> Absolutely. I do, I do when it's, like, good, though. Like, that stunk, man. That was uh, terrible. You know, I, I, honestly, my reaction no, that was, was... really good. That was really good. Big Steve, are you taking notes? Whoa! Okay, hold your horses there, buddy. <laughs> okay, so if you're listening to the podcast right now, uh, Mason, on his way out, just did a live weather. It was it was good. It was good. And we yeah. didn't have to pay him for it, you know? Which is nice. It's kind of like when a band used to come in and like they do an interview, and before they leave, you're like, hey, do you mind recording a legal ID for us? That's free. Tr- wow. For free. Wow. We need to do that with everybody that comes in. Will you do a weather for us? It's a good idea. Man, should ask Coach Snyder when he was in here this summer. <laughs> yeah, bust everybody's radio chops. They're like, all right, to get on the air, you got to do the weather. Come on. Uh, and then some people are going to stink at it, but it'll be all right. It's hour two of the game. The game after work. And soon it's going to be the game after dark, probably, or at least close to it, mm-hmm. uh, as we're going to fall back, right? That's this weekend? Is that Sunday? is Sunday, yep. How about that? Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G., Big Steve is going to get a hold of uh, Flando here in just a moment to talk some K-State hoops. Uh, before we get there, I saw this on Twitter. This is hilarious. Um, yeah. So Cincinnati is going to get its first sports book on January 1st, 2023 at the Hard Rock Casino. And remember, Cincinnati, who's going to be the first bet? Who's going to make the first bet? Pete Rose. <laughs> so perfect. So absolutely perfect. Chef's kiss on the nose. Perfect. And great publicity. Finally. Oh, absolutely. Finally, he can make them bets. He's like, yes. I, I, can see, see. I, I bet there's going to be people, you know, big Reds fans there that are going to be like, I got to be the second one. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be like a line forming three days before it opens in the casino. Yes. And you get to be the second person that makes the bet behind Pete Rose. You know when you uh, he, he like when he signs autographs, you get to ask him one question. And you can be like, did you do it? Did you, you, know, did you bet? And like, yeah or no or whatever. Whatever his answer is that day. Uh, yeah. There's your problem. <laughs> whatever his answer is that day. And you know... When uh, when Laura Kelly made the first bet in Kansas, she picked she bet on the the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. You think Pete Rose is going to bet on the Reds winning the World Series? Stay away from that. It. Would be hell no. He's not <laughs> touching that. See, he's a he's a smart better. Yeah, I mean he's he's not exactly green in this area. The Skechers ad with his wife is perfect. Pete, get out of the hall. Oh, he's he's wow. not allowed I in the hall. Seen that. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that no, one? No, I've never oh, even oh, heard that of it. That was great. And she she basically always is telling him that he's, that he's not allowed in the hall. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Should go back and watch those old clips of WrestleManias when he he, oh, he was God. on like three WrestleManias in a row, and it was like a tradition. You'd get the pile driver from Kane. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I remember him being on there and being like, what's Pete Rose doing? I here? can't remember what mascot he used to, he, So he would like dress up as a mascot. Like I think it was like the San Diego chicken. I think that's what it was. And he would come out and Kane would rip off the head. Oh, it's it's Pete. What the hell's Pete Rose doing? I know. Here? Like, why? And then he spikes him. <laughs> that's important to teach kids. Anytime someone's there and you don't know why, oh, it's kind of oh, random, man. just pile drive them. Pick him up, pile driver. All right, we're ready for our guest here. All right. It's now time to talk to Grant Flanders from K-State Online. He is uh, an expert in, of course, hoops. Basketball expert, I mean. Wojciechowski, 
Can't touch this guy. Can't touch Grant Flanders. He no. even used to work here at here at uh, News Radio KMAN. But I want to ask first, uh, Flando, a football question. I saw that uh, you wrote the article this week of like grading out the positions for K State against Oklahoma State. I have not looked at it yet because I'm sure I you know maybe A's across the board. I don't know who got the lowest grade. What position got the lowest grade? It was quite literally A's across the board except for one position that, you know, hasn't performed up to the standards that I was expecting going into the season, and that's the tight ends. They still got a B, but the only position to not get an A after that 48-0 beatdown of Oklahoma State. Um, I think tight ends still played well. Sinnott had a really nice catch over the middle of the field for 25 yards in the game, but there was also that, that glaring mistake from uh, uh, Will Swanson, young guy. Will Swanson early in the game dropped a wide-open pass that luckily didn't matter because Will Howard with his theatrics found Cade Warner for a touchdown about two plays later on a fourth mall. But that's the only – the only that's I think that's still one of the best grades the tight ends have got this year. GPA-wise, they're, I think, the lowest out of any position on the team, and uh, – I think it's a lot to ask of uh, Ben Sinnott this season. He's been solid. Um, I think um, Swanson's been a nice piece here and there, the little bit we've seen him. But Sandy Wheeler's been, a, I think, a giant disappointment um, for a guy that I think has shown more in the past. And this season, I think, was his chance to really take control of that position, at least as a pass catcher, and, and, and he has not been that. But I do like what Ben Sinnott brings to the table. Saturday went so well, I forgot that Will Swanson had that drop. It was early in the game. That that, that might have been the only like obvious mistake that was yeah. made by K-State in the contest. So I, I'm going to ask you a quarterback question. Okay. We, we, we just kind of like out loud went through the pros and cons, I guess, of starting Will Howard or Adrian Martinez. I guess if you just take away that part of the conversation and you just go with your gut flando on who you think – it, let's just consider that Adrian is he's he's healthy enough to play. He's healthy enough to run the football, throw the football, do his job. Who do you think should be the starting quarterback against Texas? It's tough. It's a great question, and I, I posed it in a tweet while the game was going on. Um, so I think I'll stick with my guns because Will Howard. I know he didn't, um, you know, do a ton in the second half like he did in that first half, but. He showed enough in that first half that he's a he could possibly be a gunslinger for this team. I mean, he certainly played like that on Saturday against Oklahoma State, and when he was, you know, in there against uh, TCU the week prior, he he really looked good. I really like his confidence throwing the ball. Um, Adrian Martinez has not shown that type of confidence through the air yet this season, which um, I think is something that you need to do as a quarterback. But I mean. I don't want to discount Adrian because he is, he's really good. I really like what Adrian Martinez brings to the table and the fact that he's been on Heisman watch, you know, when he was healthy and his running ability is probably, you know, top five in the country for that position. But the way, but this, but that position, you know, is about throwing the ball and Adrian Martinez is solid in that area, but he hasn't shown the confidence that Will Howard has through two weeks throwing the ball and the accuracy, the precision. I didn't think Will Howard had it in him. I was one of the, you know, I'm always, I'm not ever too nasty about it, but I've always, I've had my criticisms of Will Howard 
for years now until this season he's finally showing that not only does he have the confidence, the arm is there, the accuracy is there. So I think you, you stick with what's working right now and you have, and then if, if like you pose the question, if Adrian Martinez is fully healthy, at least he's there on the back burner in, just in case uh, Will Howard for some reason reverts back to a shell of himself, which I don't think is going to happen because we, it just, it, I, I was, I, if that was going to happen, I think it was going to happen against Oklahoma State. Although Texas has a really good defense, and this could be a game where Howard does throw a pick or two because he's got that confidence to let it air out. But right now, I'm sticking with Will Howard. Grant Flanders is our guest from KCN Online. All right, let's jump to uh, K-State basketball. That's the uh, the topic of the day, at least in my opinion, because they play today. It's the debut of Jerome Tang and this new team, new coaching staff. There should be a great crowd tonight, at least I hope there is, for the exhibition against Washburn that tips off at 7. I'm going to try not to be like unfair with some of these questions because I guess the first question is, tonight are we all just kind of learning together what the early identity of this team is? I don't think anyone knows what to truly expect. Obviously, there's uh, people out there that think, and, and, and um, it's totally, uh, I think, worth people saying that K-State's not going to be good again this year. I mean, we're coming off three straight uh, losing, like, losing seasons, ninth and tenth um, in the conference. And so it, it's, it's, it's hard to pick them higher, uh, I am on them higher, but even I don't know what to expect because it is a brand new coach. But that's why I also think you can't just totally discount the team just because of the last three seasons. New coach, completely new team from last season. And if you do look at the nitty gritty of it, at the roster up close, you can see that they have, I think, upgraded in multiple positions. Um, and I think that's, that's the key to, to why I, I feel really good about this season. Um, it's not going to be easy. I think even this, this tonight's game, they're probably going to have some shaky times. I still think they cruise for the, uh, on the scoreboard. But I think this is a game where Jerome Tang can play with lineups. Um, but he's also, I mean, just listening to his words before the game yesterday, I think he's going... So this is still a business business opportunity for him where he's going to really treat it like a real game, which means I don't know if we're going to see the end of the bench. You mentioned that he might that people might only see ten guys tonight. If that's the case, then unless guys are injured that we don't know about, then it's not a sure thing we see guys like Dorian Finister, Taj Manning, you know, freshmen that um who probably won't see the floor a ton this season unless they just show something in practice or if they get their chance in this game and really show that they, they cannot be taken off the floor. But I, I do think it's just that this is going to be a learning for everyone to be able to sit back and watch what this team can can uh, possibly do this season, but also somewhat take it with a grain of salt um, this early because there's going to be some lumps, whole new team coming together. I like K-State big against a team like Washburn, but I do agree it's 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 a lot a lot to learn tonight at, at every single position. We know what we're going to get from Marquise Noel and uh, and Ish Masood to an extent, but even I think both of those guys under this coaching staff could possibly even uh, and, and the guys that are the pieces around them 
could even elevate their game some. So it'll be very interesting. I'm excited to, to learn some stuff tonight. I think all of us in the media across our platforms have, over the last five months, I'm sure just beat the death of when guys get signed and or commit. We just kind of break down what we what they're good at and just kind of talk about what we think they could be good at and how they fit in the Jerome Tang system. That is, I, I guess, with that included, as I spit out this question, um, with your list of guys that you're most excited to see, who are the guys you're most excited to see tonight after all this buildup? You know, I'm going to point out, I think the guys that are going to be the stalwarts of this season, which is, I think Marquise Noel is going to be one. He's going to be the point guard. I don't think there's any question in my mind that he's the starter, uh, the ball handler of this team. I'm really excited to see uh, his backcourt mate and Desi Sills, who Tang really gushed about, I think, yesterday um, as another ball handler and scorer. And it will be interesting to see how much, I mean, not only time he gets because of how new he is to the program, came in later than everyone else, but how effective he can be right away. Because by all accounts, everyone's talking about how he's not missed a beat. He's only made everyone better and that people should watch out for him. Uh, well, that means he's going to start right away. I think that one's still, that's more in question, but I wouldn't be shocked I, if I was forced to choose. I think he's going to probably be a starter for this team, whether this week or next week. And and then uh, Naquan Tomlin is a guy that gets, you know, maybe talked about more than anyone else, hyped up more than anyone else. Um, if he's truly the best player on this team, like some of the, coaches I think have admitted that he at least has the potential to be the most talented on this team that's insane to me because you also have a guy like Keontae Johnson who should be the unquestionable best player on this team and if both of those guys Keontae Johnson and Naquan Tomlin can be the best guys on the team on the wing at the forward position I, I just that's that's why I'm so high on this team it's why I think that they can finish top half of the league um, and those two, I think, tonight are going to be very exciting to watch. Uh, Keontae Johnson coming off of, you know, not playing basketball for almost two full seasons. Um, formal basketball. You know, he's at least been in the gym probably a bunch by himself, and now in Manhattan, he's been in the gym all the time, and nothing but good things have been talked about him as well. And his goal is to make the NBA this season. So I'm very curious to see if he hits the ground running right away and becomes that guy, and then off the bench, um, I'll, I'll point out one guy that I really like this season. I really like what he's getting talked about for, and that's Cam Carter in the backcourt. Um, he very well could start. Who knows? This season, right away, I don't know. I assume he might come off the bench um, and be a really key piece there, still play a ton of minutes. And uh, the way he's getting talked about, it looks like he's one of the more athletic guys on the team, which is major and uh, he shoots the ball at a really high clip in practice, which that's, I think, really exciting to hear about his game. Hopefully that can translate to uh, real live action, because if that's the case, having a guy like that off the bench who can already do so many things to the basketball, if he can also shoot the basketball at a high clip, uh, I really think he takes this team to another level. Grant Flanders, I love the breakdown of the guys you're looking forward to seeing tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing the whole team, of course, and it's going to be fun to watch this unfold as we get the debut of the new Cats with Jerome Tang. Grant, appreciate your time. We'll see you tonight at the game. 
Thanks, Mitch. You won't see me. I have COVID, still getting oh, over crap. that. But uh, I'll be there next Monday for sure. I know. I really wanted to go. Really upset about it. But wait. next Monday, I know. Wait, 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 dude. Wait. I have a question for you. What go is ahead. your response to what Mason Voth said in there earlier about you? <laughs> um, I live in, you know, the COVID haze. Has, like, you need to, you need to spell it out for me. Yeah. On this right well, <laughs> you and uh, everybody else can check that out on the uh, the game thirteen fifty kman dot com. We've got that the game on demand. Yeah, check out the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> get hey, get better, uh, get better, real fast, pal. All right. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Love Mason, too. I know he talks crap, but uh, I'll get him back. <laughs> Thanks, Flando. Get better. Yep. Please. Grant Flander is from K-State Online. Great guy. Super talented writer, too. All right, so this is the part of the show where I leave. Wait, I'm whoa. out. I got to go. going to go let the dog us. out and oh. then head over to Brainwich Coliseum. I'll let Troy, Deej, Big Steve take over, mm-hmm. but still to come. You're going to hear the best of Jerome Tang from yesterday, talking about this exhibition, talking about the team, maybe some preseason jitters for the new coach. Uh, Also, number two song of the day from Troy. It's all coming up. I'm out. These guys taking over. Go Cats. You're in the game. The clock is ticking. We're roughly 29 minutes from getting you over to the K-State Sports Network for the Tang era. Super excited. Super excited. Mitch on his way over to Bramlage Coliseum as coverage of K-State basketball. An exhibition against Washburn on the way at the top of the hour here on News Radio KMAN. It's Coverdale and Dave G with you for the final half hour. The Tang era begins with plenty of question marks about this team. And the head coach sat down with the media yesterday to answer some of those questions. What is the place this team's in right now? Still, you got to see them in the game to kind of get a better evaluation? Yeah, I, I like our talent. You know, I think we've got some talent. I think we've got some competitive guys. I think we've got some guys who have won and know how to win. And so, and and they get along. So I, I like the group. How challenging has it been to take all those different pieces coming from different directions, different programs, different philosophies, and, and trying to get them into what Jerome Tang wants the basketball team to look and feel like? I think that's the like the key, how quickly they can figure out what it is that I consider good basketball. And there's because there's a lot of ways. Like we always say there's a lot of ways to get to four. So two plus two, two times two, three minus one, three plus one. And no one way is more right than the other. It's just how do we want to do it? And how do me and the staff see us accomplish and get into four and and the guys understanding that. So that that's that's gonna take some time. Hey, Coach, I wonder, you know, we haven't seen a Jerome Tang team yet. So if people are watching this tomorrow night and things are going well, what's that look like? Uh, we are guarding, we're rebounding, and we're sharing the ball, taking taking practice shots. And you mentioned the guys are fired up about this. How fired up and excited are you for your first time on the sideline in the, in the first seat with your program, even though it's not a real game yet? No, it's real. It's real because, I mean, y'all going to write real articles <laughs> we don't win this thing, right? So it's it's real. I, I am excited. I, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, just all like I I don't you know like what 
shows up on the scoreboard and whether the ball goes in the hole, you know, it's going to happen some nights and it's not going to happen some nights. I just, I just want to see our guys like really, really compete and uh, share the ball. We do those two things. It would be steps in the right direction. I should say share the ball with us, not with the other team. Starting lineup wise, has that that kind of been drawn up yet, or is that going to be more of a, a decision for tomorrow? I am not married to a starting lineup, so it's the guys who compete the hardest and during the week in preparation. You know, I know there's still a couple guys out there that are it's close with, and sometimes I just don't like guys being comfortable. Uh, I learned this from Dave Aranda, and I think I've heard Coach Kleiman say it a couple of times that, you know, every week's a new week. We're a new team. After every game, we start over and you got to you got to bring it. And then are there any guys that you're, you're looking more for a redshirt situation this year? Or is that a, another kind of decision for a little little later down the road? Well, it's going to have to happen after this exhibition. The good problem we have right now when you're building a program, thinking big picture, is when you're wondering, man, I don't know if we're going to be able to redshirt these guys because they're doing so well. And those are the guys that you want to redshirt is you want to red, be able to redshirt good players. You don't redshirt bad ones. And so both uh, Dorian and Taj um, have had us as a staff wondering, can we, you know, or can they contribute to winning right now? But firmly believe that Taj, Dorian at 22 are better than Taj and Dorian at 18. How much development have you seen out of Bessie Sills since he joined your program? Oh, man, that's, that's been a blessing. First of all, he's a he's a winner and a competitor. He he really knows how to communicate out on the basketball court. I mean, his energy level is contagious, and you've just seen multiple guys' competitiveness and energy has picked up since Des has been here. And, you know, part of that is that, you know, we have another guard, which means somebody's going to have to be on the bench when Desi's on the floor. And so that that stirs the competitive juices really well. But I'm 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 so excited uh, to have Desi on the team. Uh, well, and one more for you. What's the main thing you stress with with your big guys when they there when they're in there? Do you stress defense, rebounding, offense? What what do you like? What's the one staple you want out of that that spot? I want them to be to put pressure on the offense by rim running, rim running in transition, and then I want them to set really great screens and rim run. If they will rim run. They will impact the defense by making a second defender have to help. And if a second defender has to help, it's going to create an opening for somebody else. I guess my question <clears throat> kind of centers around what you said in your opening statement about the team being anxious to hit and practice against someone else. In your words, do you have any concerns or expectations heading into this that there might be a slow start or anything along those lines? Not at home. I, I think the excitement of being at home is going to we're gonna we're gonna start fast. I don't mean we'll start well, but we're gonna start fast. And and then part of being at home in front of a crowd for the first time is maybe slowing down, not being as fast, taking a deep breath, and you know not not pitching the ball all over the place. And so I, as a coach, I'm concerned about our turnovers the first game at the start because we are too anxious. Going into this game, is there anything in particular you're looking for from your team? Maybe some answers going into the to the regular season? Hopefully try and get a better grasp of who we're going to redshirt and who we're not. Are we better with three guards on the floor or, you know, two guards and two wings? You know, those are some things that we're going to look at. And, but I think uh, more importantly is just, 
to see how these guys respond to fans in the stands and you know like the the the, the scrimmage we did that was closed and they didn't so none of their families could send them text messages to find out why they weren't playing or why they turned down that shot or any of those things you know i mean this is going to be the, their egos for the ones who aren't don't play as much as maybe they thought they were going to play you know they're going to have to you know check their egos and be great teammates and all those so there's 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 so much that you're looking at in this first opportunity have you been able to identify one or two of your best ball handlers so far you know marquis noel and uh, desi seals are both terrific ball handlers they're good playmakers and they can both make shots uh, cam carter is, is developing and continuing to develop, learning to really value the ball, but he's really shooting it at a high clip right now in practice. So, hey, coach, um, you mentioned the scrimmage with SIU. Uh, a couple takeaways from that, like what did you like the best, and what did you see that you need to work on the most coming out of that? What we need to work on, continue to work on, is our turnovers. We had the kind of turnovers that we've been highlighting in practice. You know, like hey, we have to get better at these things um just the first live action guys reverted to their old habits and in the first half the second half we did a much better job of taking care of the basketball uh what i liked was that when the other team made a run they actually took the lead on us for a little bit that we didn't panic you know settle down regroup kept doing what we do and was able to push the lead back to double digits in the second half and so that type of maturity, I, I, I like seeing that from our guys. Comments from Jerome Tang as, again, the uh, Cats get ready to tip their season off tonight against Washburn. All right, you, you talked about what you wanted to see tonight, semi-jokingly. Yeah. 166 points. <laughs> Honestly, what what would you like to see? What What is a W for you tonight in even – no matter how the outcome plays out, what's a W for you tonight? I would love, like, uh, we talked about with Mason a little bit, just the amount of shooting, outside shooting. I would like to see the K-State basketball team kind of uh, drug into the modern age of the game where mm-hmm. people are shooting from the outside. I'd like to see that. Um, I can't wait to see, um, and I would like to see some good things from the bigs. Because for far too long, we have suffered through some bad big man play. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see um, some flashes at least today or this evening where you're like, oh, wow, this guy knows how to coach big guys. I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, those are the main things. Uh, I know today, this evening, an exhibition game, not a big deal. It's just hard not to be super excited and like, I ah, score 200 points, please. It, 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 it isn't a big deal, and yet it is the, because this is where we get at least an idea after so much discussion in the offseason and all of the excitement about Jerome Tang taking over this program. This is our first opportunity to get a look, and I know what that means for folks, but let's – you know, I don't. I, I'm not trying to play. You know, devil's advocate here. I'm not trying to sour anybody on anything. It's just that exhibitions are awful <laughs> <laughs> for many reasons. And and I mean, all you have to do is 
uh, look at uh, Lenore Ryan the other night beating Louisville. Sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, strange things happen in exhibitions. Uh huh. And. We all we know that all too well here. <laughs> uh, that wasn't an exhibition. Yeah. That's what that stunk was an about actual that game. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, that's what stunk about that. That actually yeah. counted. Ugh. Oh, uh, coming back, the number two song of the day. It's a banger. Yes, should have been a one at some point. Yes. We'll tell you about it coming up. Crap, he looks so young in this video. Didn't hit number one. Didn't hit number one. And I always love, I love this music video because it spawned something. Friends? No, well... It's, it, it definitely had a play, a, a play in that... But it also spawned the Carlton dance. He said, uh, Alfonso yeah, Riviero said that he patterned the, uh, the, yeah, yes! Yeah, if you watch Springsteen right there, the clip, yeah, I'm rolling the video as just because yeah. that yeah. convenience sake. Courtney Cox, she did the, the original Carlton dance. Well, he actually here just a moment ago wasn't exactly fluid with his dancing, so, <laughs> um, Straight out of performance, done video, literally was done in concert. They did two takes of it that night at the concert so that they had enough footage for it and pulled it off. But the song itself, Bruce actually wasn't a fan of. Would you believe, according to journalist Dave Marsh in the book Glory Days, John Records Landau convinced him that the album needed a quote-unquote single. Hmm. Springsteen wasn't big on this idea. And, in fact, snarled, you want another one, you write it. Then turned around and wrote it in his hotel room in a single night. Here's your stupid single, and they're like, damn, this is good. Highest charting single ever by Bruce Springsteen. Wow. Dancing in the Dark in 1984 reached number two. Debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 May 26th, 1984. Spent four weeks at number two. Beginning June 30th, 1984. Okay. This good for hire. First and foremost, I'm going to admit, this was my introduction to Bruce Springsteen. This goes higher. But honestly, how many other people were like me at that point and didn't have a, you know, were young enough and still didn't have a handle on Springsteen's previous work? I mean, The River was the previous album for Crying Out Loud. You would think that. No, I was just young enough. I didn't know. Yeah, what year was this again? You said eighty-four. Nineteen eighty-four. <laughs> so I would have been uh, seventh grader, sixth or seventh grader. Um, it's crazy. Hey, uh, Stephen, if you call up the uh, TLC 
search in the uh, in wide orbit, and you go by length, you'll find something there that is probably let's see two seconds long at the front of it, and then go with the uh, fifty-four second one that follows right after it. See if he knows if he's able to pick up what I'm what I'm going with. It's a clip of somebody going, "This gun's for hire." You have like a ton of 54 second ones in here. Okay, but the one that has tended to be right up front there is Double uh, D. Duran Duran? No. No, not. didn't show in. Okay. No, the uh, first 54 second thing you have in here is a Prince tune. Yeah, that makes Ooh. sense too. Uh, here's the thing. This song was held out of the number one spot by Duran Duran The Reflex. No! Oh, that's why Bruce hates Duran Duran. Nineteen eighty-four, man. What a time to be alive. And the second song then that held it out, actually I don't have in the system because it needs a little work. When Doves Cry. Oh. By Prince. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean was kind of a given. Yeah. That is the better song. But this reflex, I think we could have a hearty discussion about whether or not this one's better than Dancing in the Dark. And yes, as we joked, Courtney Cox did appear in the video. Yeah. There continues to be debate whether it was actually, did she know or did she not know that she was going to be chosen? Springsteen did not know. He thought it would was just someone that his folks had randomly selected. Weird. And she didn't know? And she apparently didn't have a handle on that either, no. That she thought she was part of a potential any one of that Uh, could be called up there, and that she actually didn't want to be the one called up there. She's like, I think this guy stinks. The video initially included a storyline in which she and several of her friends were getting ready to go to the concert, with one of them getting picked. Uh, those items, that that portion of the video material, did not see the light. Uh, yeah, no, didn't see the light of day. Wow! So and those other gals could have been on friends. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. Cox already had been on As the World Turns. That's right. But this did springboard her into Family Ties. Family Ties. What are, The six degrees of separation that happens with famous people is always crazy. <laughs> they were in, he was in the Bruce Springsteen video, and then she was on uh, As the World Turns. And then she was on a, a Wheaties commercial. With Ben Johnson before he uh, got st- uh, busted for steroids. Wow, that took a turn. <laughs> Australia's highest selling single of 1984. Wow. So wait, Bruce Springsteen's never had a number one? No. Wow. He's been close like several times, but always held out by something else. Thank yep. you. But even this, at a number two, is the highest of the bunch. Wow. Yeah. Never has gotten past a number, has never gotten another number two even. Wow. The Think, Charles Barkley of, of music. By the way, how good was Born in the USA as an album? Seven singles eventually charted. Sheesh. But John Landau had to have one more. <laughs> I don't hear a single, man. 
Piano Man. All or yeah, yeah, or the Entertainer by Here, Billy Joel, right there, explained perfectly. Here's your single. I like that he said you write it, and then he went ahead and wrote. <laughs> I'm gonna write this out of spite. Good lord, they both look hey, so young in that video. That's what drives the best creativity, though, out of spite. Somebody Anger. tells you, hey, don't do that or do this right now. And you're like, I don't want to. You know what? I'm going to do it, but not because you told me so. Anger And then you just like spite. puff your chest out and you're just like, you get it done. And you're like, okay, I still did it though. What's still amazing is that he's now what? In his 70s and the voice sounds the same. Yeah. That means he's taking care of it. True. Valid point. There's guns for hire. You can't say the same about Bon Jovi. Uh, well, yeah, that's another matter altogether. Mm. All right. Ask us anything time. We've got K-State basketball coming up. Top of the hour coverage as the Cats get ready to take on Washburn tonight in the lid lifter for the Jerome Tang era. What's up your sleeve? Is there something that your spouse has influenced you into liking? For me, it's sweets. I was never a sweets person. And Sarah's got a serious sweet tooth. So donuts, man, a lot of donuts eaten. Mm. Food-wise, no, not really. Um, she's still working on trying to get me to like Hallmark movies, but <laughs> <laughs> don't don't give up the good fight. All right, keep fighting. <laughs> Those movies are just brutal. Uh, this is where I think that my wife doesn't like Hallmark movies. Yeah. Solid W, boys. Ooh. Solid W. Uh, Christmas music already playing in some venues. No, not allowed. We thanks. I, like, I we we're not even a Turkey Day yet. All right. No, I, I made Get that Christmas out of here. Yeah, I texted texted her this morning about something I had heard Christmas wise. She goes, "I'm not even ready." And Halloween if my wife is in that mindset, if my wife's in that mindset, it's too early. Bad news. Um, what do you think about the word hubby or wifey? Are you pro? Me and Tom? the wife use it interchangeably. Hubby and wifey? Mm-hmm. Hi, hubby. Like, we'll be on Discord, which is a like kind of like Skype, but better. And we'll be gaming with friends online and be like, Hey, wifey, can you go grab me a drink of water? And she'll be like, hey, hubby, can you go grab me a snack? And <sighs> it's like, yeah. And work. then everybody else in Discord's like, Ugh! and I'm yeah. like, stop. You just Fine. explaining that made me want to <laughs> Yeah, we just, not our, not our thing. We no. don't, it's not even really a reference. Yeah, <sighs> that, that's, <sighs> you know, it's, it's funny, actually, sister-in-law was always like, you know, that couldn't, couldn't stand deer. Yet, what does she utilize in talking with her husband a lot? Uh, oh, dear. dear? dear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, boy. Um, let's see. What is... Um, hold on. You're told your best friend was arrested. What's the first thing you think that that person did? Me is... Um, I always think my buddy would get arrested for eating food at a re- uh, like a store without paying for it. Got frustrated at someone on the golf course and broke a nine iron over their head. Four! I've got a buddy. He works at a paint store. And he's always like, some of these guys, when they come into this paint store, just really gets up his skin. So, like, I would say probably for, like, beating somebody with a paint can (laughs) at the paint store. (laughs) Shout out, naming without naming. He'll hear Uh, it on the podcast. Yeah! Oh, boy. What's the first thing you do when you get home? First thing, hang up my keys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned that I have to the hard way. Uh, my daughter Sophia loves to play uh-huh. the game where she throws the keys like into crazy and, little spots. Right, and then you're like breaking your back trying to find. And then it's like 
behind the couch, but like up in it. So you're just like, Ugh. and then she sees it and goes, ha 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 ha. And I'm like, not funny. Not funny. No. Uh, see, the perfect thing about this is where they hang. It, I just snag on the way out the door in the morning. I don't even have to turn on a light. Nice. So I'm better off having them hanging there than any other place. So, yeah, just kind of covering my backside. Yeah, just be careful. Don't put them too close because somebody could snipe that uh, that fob off you through the door. Uh, yeah, valid. No, they're, they're, they're hidden around a corner. Okay, good. So, Steven, what about you? Don't, first don't make it I weird. Do, first thing I do as we're closing out here in the next 20 seconds, yep. I take my shoes off and change into some, like, uh, sweatpants or something. You know, just get super nice and comfortable. And then, like, Steven, can you help me? And you're like, uh-huh. There has been times where I've gotten home, gotten through all that. I'm down on the couch, and then all of a sudden I'm getting a call for severe weather. So. Yeah. yeah be about it happens. Right. <laughs> all right. Catch Five basketball seconds. just around the corner, folks. We're back on it tomorrow.